Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan Overtime. Toby Altizer with you up until 10 o'clock tonight. Did see something over the break, though. From John Morosi of MLB Network, he tweeted out that Mike Rizzo is viewed within the baseball industry as a potential candidate for the White Sox job. So that's something we'll have to keep an eye on. I know the Junkies have talked a little bit about that. He was a little noncommittal when he was asked about some things with the Junks the other day. So we'll see. That's something we'll keep an eye on. Mike Rizzo and the Nationals still have yet to agree officially on a contract. So Barry Sferluga was on with... Grant and Danny, he kind of shot down some of those notions, but John Morosi saying that there's a possibility he could end up with the White Sox. want to get into football, though. Washington Commanders. I think that they've looked decent through the first couple of games. Obviously, the game against Baltimore might be the most fun preseason game I've ever watched. Like That, that game was so much fun. But this offense, we always talk about how vanilla things are in the preseason and how you don't want to show anything. And I think that that's obviously true for most teams. And I can actually see how they're going to be different in the regular season, or at least how I think they're going to be different in Eric Bieniemy's offense come regular season compared to what you're seeing in the preseason. If you want to hop in, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, you can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. So the big thing that they're going to have to figure out on offense, and I thought Dan Orlovsky put out a good video today talking about Sam Howell against the Blitz, is they're going to have to figure out how to counter the Blitz and obviously slow down the pass rush. Those two things probably are going to determine whether this season for the offense is going to be successful or not. I think we know at this point what the offensive line could be, and that's not very good. It's probably not going to be what you had hoped. And if that's the case, you're going to have to find ways to work around it. So Dan Orlovsky was breaking down some pieces, uh, the, the two sacks, two of the sacks that Sam Howell has taken through the first two preseason games. The one against Cleveland, we've seen that one enough. We kind of understand what it is. He needs to get the ball out. There's three guys coming on the left side, only two guys to block get the ball out to the flat there to Brian Robinson. And even after the game, Sam Howell owned up to that. So that's nice to hear. But then against the Ravens, they ran a similar thing, and the edge rusher came free, and he's got to get rid of the ball, is what Orlovsky said. I kind of think that they should have slid the protection maybe the other way and should have at least gotten something to slow him down because he ended up being a free rusher off Howell's blind side, and there was no one. He didn't get touched. So Howell, of course, gets sacked there. But those are the things that will have to be 
figured out for this offense to be successful this season. Because if they're not able to slow down the pass rush, if they're not able to slow down the blitz, then there's going to be no hope. They're going to blitz every single play. And even though there's great talent on the outside, which hopefully Terry's okay, that's something that's going to make things very interesting. Adam Schefter coming out today and saying that even though Rivera has basically said, oh, for the most part, he's all right, which scares you when he says for the most part. But Schefter came out today and basically said he's unsure if he's going to play week one against the Cardinals. And I'm I'm back and forth whether how I would manage that. If I'm Washington, do I have him sit out two to three weeks to start the season if it means I can get him to 100%? Or do I play him week one if it feels manageable and you just try to manage it as much as possible? which probably means throughout the season he's not practicing much. He's just shoot, suiting up on game day. That's where it gets a little bit intriguing. So we'll have to watch that over the coming weeks, and hopefully it's something where it's not as bad as it seemed and it heals quickly, but we'll figure that out. But their big thing that they have to figure out on offense is how they can slow down the pass rush and the blitz. And what we've seen a lot in the preseason has been very basic stuff where it's a lot of just regular drop back pass. Some of it's quick game, but there's nothing too, too crazy. Even some of the chips and keeping a running back in just nothing. That's too wild, which is understandable, but there are some things that they can do that can really slow down that pass rush. And one of the things that they have to do and they haven't been able to do is they have to run an effective screen game. I've talked about this before. If they can't run an effective screen game, that's one tool in Eric Bieniemy's bag to slow down the pass rush that is just going to go out the window. And think under Scott Turner. The screen game was atrocious. It seemed like every single time they'd run a running back screen or something, even a tight end receiver, they were getting tackled at the line of scrimmage. That's not the point of a screen. You're supposed to pick up some yardage. The reason a screen works, you get guys up past the line there, and then you get them in, you get the ball in their playmaker's hands with some blockers in front. They need to find ways to be effective in the screen game. And so far, from my recollection, when they've had the first team offense on the field so far this season in the preseason, I think they've run three or four screens and only one of them gained yardage. Was the first one that I can think that gained yardage was that third down play on the first drive against Baltimore. It ran a screen, ends up picking the first down up. I believe it was Robinson. But he only picked up like five yards, which is enough for the first down there. That's fine. But that's such a basic screen. So basic. Simple stuff that you can run on Madden, where it's just take the snap, let the guys run past, and then throw the ball to the running back. I can promise you, when it comes time for the regular season, they might run that screen, but that's not going to be their primary screen. They're going to run lots of other stuff. Tight end screens, receiver screens, obviously running back screens. They're going to have to be effective in those. And that's something that's going to be intriguing for me to watch because it was never effective under Scott Turner. Can it be effective under Enemy? What we've seen so far in the preseason hasn't been effective, but it's going to be so different come regular season. They're going to run guys across the formation. All the Kansas City do, they're probably going to implement something similar here in D.C., Think of all the times that they'd do something crazy and then the ball would end up in Travis Kelsey's hands 
with two or three linemen in front of him. They're going to run some stuff like that for Cole Turner, Logan Thomas. They're going to find ways to get the ball to Curtis Samuel in a screen or Jahan or Terry Gibson. But that's going to be a big part of the offense this year is the screen game, and they're going to have to find a way to be effective with it. Because, again, I think the number one thing that you're looking for in the offense this year, obviously you want to see them move the ball and these various things, but if they want to be successful, the number one thing that they have to find a way to do is slow down the pass rush. Because if they just decided to go 11 on 11, straight up drop back pass game, maybe they can make it work if they're just getting the ball out of Sam Howell's hands as quickly as possible. But if you're expecting anything intermediate, anything deep, Sam's not going to have time for that. I think that the offensive line can be solid. But the reason that they can be solid is because Eric Bieniemy is going to make them as good as they can possibly be. Whether it's keeping a tight end in or chipping or keeping a running back in, running the screens is going to be part of that. They're going to have to find ways to get that just little millisecond of help to Sam Howell or he's going to be in trouble all year long. At some point, the offensive line is just going to have to step up and play football. I understand that. You know, there's nothing that Eric Bieniemy can do to stop Andrew Wiley from being terrible like he was in the Cleveland game. At some point, Andrew Wiley just has to stand up there and make a play and at least slow down the rusher. So I get that. But there are a lot of ways that I think Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy are going to be able to slow down the pass rush without having to get too, too exotic. But one of those things is the screen game, and I think that what we've seen so far in the preseason is nothing close to what we're going to see in the regular season. There's going to be just some wild stuff that they're going to run. Again, he comes from Kansas City. You've watched the Chiefs enough. Just picture some of the screen plays that they run. They're going to run some of that stuff. Think about the goal line, some of the stuff that they run in the red zone, right? The craziness where dudes are running all over the place, and next thing you know, it's a underhand pass to Travis Kelsey cutting up between the line there for a touchdown. They're going to run that kind of stuff. That's another thing that's going to be intriguing and pivotal to their success. They have to turn red zone trips into touchdowns and not field goals. You have to. And that's something that hasn't happened for years for this team. They have not been good at turning three into seven. They just have to do it. You're not going to be able to slow down the teams on your schedule all season long. Think about when Buffalo rolls into FedEx field week three. You're not winning that football game if you drive it all the way down the field and keep settling for field goals. Because although the defense might be good, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit because I'm a little concerned about them, But even if the defense is spectacular, sorry, Josh Allen's going to put up points. It doesn't matter how good your defense is, especially in the modern NFL, where it seems like you can play perfect defense. The next thing you know, you're getting a 15-yard penalty and a first down. So there's going to have to be some success in the red zone. Haven't necessarily seen tons of that yet, even in practice. It's a little concerning because if they're not scoring touchdowns down there, then... This season could be a long ride. But those two things are things that I'll definitely be watching. Screen game, I want to see them better in the red zone. There's also some other things that I think are going to get incorporated into the offense in the regular season that we haven't seen much in the preseason. You want to hop in, 800-636-1067. What do you want to see in the regular season out of this offense, and what kind of expectations do you have? Again, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. 
I'll give you more of my thoughts on the offense next during overtime on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Can I kick it? Yes, can. can I kick it? Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan Overtime. Toby Altizer taking you up until 10 o'clock. Talking about the commander's offense, you want to hop in, feel free. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. 800-636-1067. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer as well. So I do want to get into some other things that I think will be different about this offense. But I'm curious what people's expectations are for the offense as well. Hanging out with my guy Donald tonight. What kind of expectations do you have for this offense? Do you think that they're going to be better than they were last year? Do you think that they're going to be middle of the pack? Like, what kind of expectations do you have for them this year? Um, I'm expecting them to be better than last year for sure. Um, kind of all the points you alluded to in the last segment with EB coming in and throwing some different, you know, packages and different things that this offense hasn't seen just as an organization really in a long, long time. I think he's just going to bring new life and new energy. So to answer your question, I expect them to be better, but I also think about where they rank. I usually think personally within the division first, because that's usually the biggest hurdle before, you know, obviously thinking about, you know, the conference as a whole and things like that. Cause that's six of your games right there. Mm-hmm. So I even think about where they, they stack up in the division and I mean, you got to look at the Eagles probably as as number one. Then I'm looking at you know Dallas and John, you know the Giants, what they're doing as well. And you know, there's still a lot of question marks with both of those teams. So I think the Commanders have a, a as a chance to kind of hurdle into that second spot. I feel like 
um, in the division. Yeah, that's interesting. I I do think that there is maybe a chance that they could because obviously the two most important positions are quarterback and probably the offensive line. So there definitely are question marks at both of those for Washington. But what happens if you get serviceable play from the offensive line and good play from the quarterback? Which I think you could have both of those things happen. Especially with the enemy helping out the offensive line, Howell helping the offensive line by being able to move around. And if he can look like he, what he did against Baltimore, and I hate this narrative, he's going against twos. Everyone knows that, all right? We're not freaking out thinking that he's going to be Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Like, we get all of that. But he looked good. And the the notion that people throw, well, it's against twos, you can't take anything from it. Sure you can. Because just the same, if he would have went out there and threw three picks, those same people would be calling, he sucks, bench him. I never want to see him again. He looked good against the twos, which he should. So if you don't want to take anything from that, fine. But I do think that you can at least look at that and say, he looked like he should have looked which is encouraging because how many times have we seen it where you've got guys that have had opportunities, they step out there on the field, and they're better than the other side, and they don't look like it, a la the defense, first drive against Cleveland. you got your ones out there, and they march it right down the field. We'll get into the defense in just a bit. But with Sam Howell, I think there's the opportunity for him to be, I want to say above average, we'll see. Maybe that's something down the road that he can become. But if you get league average quarterback play this season, that's an upgrade over last year. And not just a little upgrade, a big upgrade. And then you throw in the offensive coordinator. That's an upgrade over last year. I think that he's going to be able to adjust. I think that he's going to be able to find ways to exploit defenses. I think that he's not going to get stuck in a rut. I think that once you get past the scripted plays, he's still going to be able to make decisions on what to do. Again, we don't know. Maybe this all falls apart with the enemy, but I'm assuming a guy that was around Kansas City for as many years as he was, was a part of two Super Bowl winning teams. I would think that he's going to be competent, but who, who am I, right? So there's a possibility that all those things happen and this offense becomes, like you were saying, Donald, maybe they can surpass the Giants. I think the Giants are going to take a step back this year. Big fan of Brian Dable. But I think that at some point you're going to run out of potential with Danny Dimes. He can run around a lot. He can make plays. I think at some point you're going to get capped there. So maybe they can get just slightly better. I don't think they will. I think they're going to take a step back this year. Their receivers are just so bad. And then you look at Dallas... And Dak Prescott, I used to think, was underrated. Then he got to a point where I think people understood where he was, and he's a decent quarterback. Now I kind of think he's overrated. He's taking a step back. Really, since that injury, he can't move around as much. And so when he has to depend on his arm, he throws a lot of interceptions. So we'll see. Maybe they can get up to second in the division. But honestly, an improvement for them would just be not clearly last. (laughs) Right? I mean, an improvement in the offense would be making it so that there's at least a discussion that maybe they're better than one of the three teams in the division. They're probably not going to surpass the Eagles, but even so, like I think that there's a possibility that this offense could be a lot better than people think. And I think that's a good way to put it, Donald, that the expectations, who knows where they end up being, but there's a possibility they could surpass some teams in the division. Maybe they start surpassing some teams in the conference. And I think that overall, you could look at this team I think they were 28, somewhere around there in offense last year. 
Maybe they're not going to be top 10, but could they start sniffing around right around that 15? Like last time we did the show together, I believe was last Saturday or something. We, we alluded to this before where obviously there's a lot for Ron and company and this coaching staff too. There's a lot of question marks there. And, you know, I'm just kind of, kind of thinking too, to your point, just don't be last in the division. Even if we don't make the playoffs, and I know a lot of people are clamoring, we it's playoffs or bust this year. But I think just the improvement of not being last in the division is, is a step in the right direction. Yeah, and they need to they need to improve. I would think because my look at this is the defense is very much in large part the same as it was last year. Same defensive coordinator. Maybe you can even say that you're adding things because you added Forbes and Chase Young's going to be healthy for the season. You could almost say that you added things. On the offensive side of the ball, offensive line, to be determined if it's better than last year. Receivers are the same. Running backs are the same. Quarterback's better, though. I I would go out on a limb and say that he's better. If you want to say that he's not, (laughs) well, then you're probably part of the Heineke Hive, or I don't think anyone was a Wentz guy. But either way, I think that he's going to be better, and I think the offensive coordinator's better. So I think that the offensive side of the ball can definitely take a step forward, and if the defense gives you similar play, well, that should mean that 8-8-1, eight, eight, and one, a team that was on the verge of going to the playoffs last year, if a couple things fell their way or they made some better decisions at the end of the season, would have been in the playoffs. You're looking at a team that might sniff 10 wins. Seriously. I know it sounds ridiculous, and some people are, well, it's Sam Howell. Sam Howell, you're telling me, can't give you the same level of play as Heineke? And Carson Wentz, I think he can, and I think he can give you more. And the reason that I think the offensive line thing is going to be a concern all year long, but I think they can get around it because they got around it last year when Heineke got in, at least a little bit. And guess what Heineke can't do? He cannot throw it like Sam Howell. When you think about last season, and, and this is why I think it's interesting, obviously you have a new system and all that stuff coming in here as well. But when you look at the quarterbacks last year, there were some appealing things to both of them. And I think if you take the appealing things of both of them and put them on one guy, you get Sam Howell. Big arm for Carson Wentz. His decision-making's bad, but he couldn't move. But a big arm. That was the reason that they brought him in. He could make all the throws. Scott Turner didn't have to look at certain portions of the playbook, you know, like a 15-yard out route. He didn't have to look at that section and say, yeah, Heineke can't make that throw. We can't call that. He can make that call with Wentz. But you couldn't move around with Wentz. Heineke, you can move around a little bit. You could let some craziness happen once the play broke down. But he couldn't have the arm strength to make some of the throws, so it limited the playbook. I think when you look at Sam Howell, he's got the arm strength to make every single throw, and I think that is obvious. Every time you turn on the TV and watch this kid, he can sling it. He's got a cannon for an arm. And he can move. That's something I think is going to be a big part of this offense that no one is talking about right now. He's going to run the football. He's going to. And I think they're foolish if they don't. If you're Eric Bieniemy, if you're Ron Rivera, if you're Sam Howell, you have to find ways to make yourself valuable going forward. And I understand usually you'd look at a young quarterback, a guy that's getting a chance, and say, well, you don't want to get him hurt. He might be the franchise quarterback. I'm looking at it, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, even if I'm Sam Howell, saying this might be my one chance to be to earn my keep as a starting quarterback in the NFL, 
do whatever you got to do. If that means that I got to run the ball seven times a game, and sometimes I'm going to have to lower my shoulder to pick up a first down, I'm willing to do it if I'm Sam Howell. Yes, I might get hurt. Yes, I'm going to put myself in harm's way a little bit. But you know what? I'm willing to do it because this is my chance to be an NFL starter, to prove that I can do it. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm looking at the same thing. This is my chance to become a head coach. I, it might not be here in Washington. It might. It might not be here, though. I'm going to try to get as much as I can out of Sam Howell. And guess what? If I don't run him, if I don't use his legs, well, I'm putting a, a limit on myself on what I can do with Sam Howell. That guy can run. He's not going to be super fast. He's not going to outrun guys. But he's enough that he can get you 8 yards on the outside, 10 yards on the outside. You saw some of the toughness that he showed in the Dallas game. If you need to run a quarterback power at the 5-yard line to get in, Sam Howell can run that. So I think quarterback runs and just legit straight read option type things are going to be a big part of this offense. Because it's going to be fun to watch when you've got... I mean, heck, they could get real fun with it and line up Gibson and Robinson in the backfield and run the triple option if they wanted. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. But think about this. You got the option here. You're running the read option, Brian Robinson in the backfield. If you're a defense, you got to make sure you slow down B-Rob in the middle because he's not going down with one guy. Or Sam Howell can escape around the edge. I like that opportunity. Make them defend the whole field and make them defend the quarterback as a runner. They're going to run the football with the quarterback. They're going to. I would guarantee it. They're going to run RPOs. They're going to find ways to get the ball in the receiver's hands as creatively as possible. And they're going to run a lot of RPOs because that's what Sam ran in college as well. And we haven't really seen that. We haven't seen a whole lot of that. Matter of fact, I will say, going back to the read option thing real quick, there was a play in the Baltimore game. I haven't seen anyone talk about this. And if it were in the regular season, Sam Howell scores a touchdown. There was a handoff up the middle. I believe it was to Robinson, and the end just crashed down super hard, and there was nobody left on that right side. I can guarantee you, even if it wasn't an RPO, Sam is pulling that thing and going because he's got that heart of a warrior too. He wants to put punch it in. So I think they're going to run a lot of read option. I think they're going to run a lot of RPOs. Another thing we haven't seen just – kind of talking about some things that we've seen in practice that we haven't seen in games yet. I haven't seen a single orbit motion. You don't know what an orbit motion is. A guy comes, he goes in front of the quarterback and then loops around behind and kind of runs out. You see it with Tyree Kill, Nicole Hardman, guys with the Chiefs. You've seen them do that for years. We haven't seen one of those yet in the preseason that I can recall. They're going to run that kind of stuff. The, the wonky stuff that you saw with Kansas City at times that maybe frustrated you a little bit or you thought was a little bit flashy or ridiculous, well, you're going to see some of that stuff with enemy because guess what? He came up with some of that stuff. But the big part is the craziness that they do in the red zone, they were effective with it. The little ring around the rosy stuff that they did, and that stuff is dumb, in my opinion, and some of that stuff gets a little bit too crazy in my mind, and I just wish sometimes that they would line up and play football because they were better, talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. But they're going to run some of that stuff, and guess what? The Washington Commanders, they can't just line up at the line of scrimmage and say, hey, we're better. <laughs> Sometimes you need some of those gimmicks. And so I'm interested to see what they do. But I think when you look at this offense, whatever takeaways you have, and most of them have been positive, I think, for most people, but I don't even think you're seeing the full potential of this offense because I think the enemy is using the most abridged version of the playbook possible. 
in the preseason, which is understandable. That's what NFL teams do. They don't want to show everything in the preseason, but I think there's so much more left for this offense, and I think that they're going to show it in the regular season, and I think this offense is probably going to be better than people expect. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in? We can continue talking about the offense if you'd like. I do want to get into the defense because I'm a little bit concerned about them. I know a lot of people are, oh, they're fine. They're good. They've got all these guys. Well, they do, but they haven't been exactly impressive just from the bits and pieces we've seen, and maybe we're overestimating them just a little bit. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in, you can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. Are you concerned about the defense at all? We'll talk about it next here on The Fan. Welcome back, 106.7 The Fan. Overtime, Toby Altizer with you up until 10 o'clock tonight. Talking about the Washington Commanders. I know a lot of people are big on the defense, and understandably so when you look at the talent on that side of the ball. I get it. But I'm a little bit concerned about them. How about you, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. So here's the thing that concerns me. Looking back at the first preseason game, the starters basically played one drive. And this is what the drive was. Deshaun Watson to Etwan, no, Elijah Moore. Etwan Moore. That's a pull, man. <laughs> Etwan Moore. That how long has it been since that dude has played in the NBA? Elijah Moore for 6 yards. Next play. Deshaun Watson, pass, five yards. Elijah Moore, rushing on an end around, 18 yards. Deshaun Watson scrambles, nine yards. Demetric Felton runs, 10 yards. Demetric Felton, another run, five yards. Short pass, one yard, Denjoku. Watson, eight-yard scramble. Watson, three-yard run. Demetric Felton, six-yard run to the one. Do you agree with this one, Donald? I think he was in. Like, they didn't look, they didn't go review it. And I think part of it, Stefanski looked at it and said, I get two reps at the goal line at the one <laughs> for my ones. Why not? I think he got in on second down. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna- So, in other words, that, pl- that was basically a 10-play drive that ended in a touchdown. Great plays because it wasn't officially a touchdown. Great play by Emmanuel Forbes and then Montez Sweat. Awesome. But are you not a little bit concerned about the defense that all we're going to see in the preseason is that one drive where six yards, five yards, 18 yards, nine yards, 10 yards, you couldn't stop the run, and it wasn't Nick Chubb, it wasn't Kareem Hunt, it was Demetric Felton. And I mean, no disrespect for him, but there's a reason that dude was playing and Nick Chubb wasn't. Nick Chubb's one of the best pure running backs, if not the best pure runner of all the running backs in the NFL. If there's a hole, he's going to find it. He's going to get all the yardage that's blocked for him. He's very good at that. They didn't stop him at all. And I know it's not the ones that played in the second game against the Ravens. But they looked like they were sleepwalking in that first drive against Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of to your point, like we were saying about Sam Howell, you got to hold the same standard to the defense, right? Like you're saying, well, Howell should perform. He's going against the twos. 
Well, it's the same thing for the defense. They need to step up and perform too yeah. if they're going against the twos. Like we can't have that contradiction on you know either sides of the ball. Yeah, and like I get all the stuff that most of the defensive starters weren't playing against Baltimore. It was twos on twos, but twos on twos, the twos look better on the other team. Ones on ones in the first game, the Cleveland ones look better than the Washington ones. I don't understand how there's no concern. I get that Jonathan Allen's on that side of the ball. I ain't worried about Jonathan Allen. Deron Payne's on that side of the ball. I'm not worried about Deron Payne. You know, you can say what you want about the edge rushers. Uh, you know, I, I think that sometimes they're a little bit overhyped. I think that we're talking a lot of stuff about guys that Chase Young's career high is seven and a half sacks and Montez is somewhere around nine. Neither of those dudes have got the double-digit sacks yet. So I think we can calm down with some of that stuff. Linebackers? Uh, say what you want about Jamin Davis. He's not worth a first-round pick, especially with some of the off-the-field stuff now. That's got to be disappointing if you're Ron Rivera. Secondary, I think, is going to be good. I'm pretty encouraged by them. I think Forbes looks like a very good player. I'm excited to see what he can become. And we'll see with Quan Martin. I know a lot of people think that that interception is a big turnaround play. Let's be honest about that play as well. If that's Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham Jr., that's a touchdown. It's a walk-in touchdown. He got beat. Credit to him for running it down. Credit to the defensive line for getting some pressure to make it a difficult throw. I get all those things happen. Sometimes you're going to get beat. But Quad Martin has essentially gotten beat all preseason long. He's been good in camp, which is interesting because he gets into the preseason games and hasn't been good. I know this seems harsh. I know this seems like someone that doesn't like the team and bashing them. But the reality is, when I look at this team from a bird's eye view, and I think, how can they get to 10 wins? How can they get to 11 wins? How can they be better than they're expected? Well, one way they for sure cannot is if the defense stinks or the defense isn't really a top 10 unit. Their best way of getting better and being an effective football team is riding on the defensive shoulders. And if they're going to continue to walk out here first drive of the game and let them walk down there, well, if your offense is only going to be scoring, let's say, 21 points a game, you just spotting them seven on the first drive because you don't feel like waking up until the second drive of the game, well, you're already in the hole. That means you can't make more mistakes. That means you have to be perfect the rest of the game. I don't like that mentality. I don't. And I, I'm i just not a huge fan of Jack Del Rio as a defensive coordinator either. I think that you have so much talent on that side of the ball. And this is how I look at Jack Del Rio. Do they have a top 10 unit most times? Sure. Could 90% of coaches in football that are defensive minds coach this defensive unit to a top 10 ranking? I think so. But you're missing out on the fact that they could be a top three unit. They could be a top one unit. But they're not. I don't know. I'm a little concerned about the defense. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines? We'll get to your calls next. You're on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Overtime 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you up until 10 o'clock. Donald, correct me if I'm wrong. We're going to pass the, the show on to JR Sports Brief, the dude we just met in the break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe so. <laughs> He's broadcasting live here. So make sure you keep it right here on 106.7 The Fan all throughout the night. You concerned about this defense like I am, 800-636-1067. Let's get out to Mike in Glenmont. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, Toby, how's it going, man? Pretty good. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking at this defense, and I'm thinking top top five, top ten D-line. And I look at the DBs, I look at the safeties, is probably top five. But then we get to the linebacker position, and, man, <laughs> we're looking pretty skimpy, man. And, and what I wanted to say that during the preseason so far, I look at Cody – and Cody has a little more instinct to him compared to Jamin Davis. Cody has a little more uh, of that power hitting the gap, stopping the run, being there to help out, or dropping back into coverage. Jamin Davis has obviously the past two, three years, he's been struggling with that. So maybe Cody can teach him a little more, you know, be quicker to to react to the play. But I think it all falls on the on the linebackers. If the linebackers can produce, I think they can help Sam Howe by giving him the ball at the fifty yard line or in, in uh you know teams into the uh, enemy territory. So thank you for taking my call, boss. Appreciate it, Mike. That's a great point. We talked about the linebackers, and that's one thing that irks me about Ron Rivera as a executive. You can look at some of the other positions, and I think he's done decent jobs if you want to look at it that way or take away what you will. But the main thing I cannot stand about Ron Rivera as an executive is when he walked in here, the question marks about this team were tight end, I would say offensive line, even though he's found some patchwork stuff there that have worked for years at a time, and linebacker. And what are we talking about this year? Tight end, offensive line, linebacker. And it 
drives me nuts. How do you have two former linebackers? One that was on the 85 Bears. And I know he wasn't a predominant player on the 85 Bears, but he was on the 85 Bears. The greatest defense. And you don't prioritize linebacker at all? He spent a first-round pick on a project, which at this point, we'll see if you think it works out. But I I think that he laid it out perfectly. He just doesn't have the feel. He's got all the athleticism. There's no doubt about that. Like, Cody Barton versus Jamin Davis, just as athletes, no doubt about it. Jamin Davis. But I don't care if you don't if you have all the athleticism in the world if you're not a great football player. And that's part of the problem is Jamin Davis just hasn't been able to get that feel. He hasn't been as good as you'd expect. This is a guy that part of the reason he was drafted was there was a tight end that was drafted in the top five named Kyle Pitts. And part of the reason Jamin Davis was drafted was because he covered Kyle Pitts so well when they played Florida. Where's that been? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a guy that was drafted in the first round for a reason, and part of it is that athleticism, and we're just not seeing it. And part of the reason probably is he's not comfortable. And I don't care how athletic you are, it doesn't mean you can be a good football player. There are plenty of bad athletes that are good football players, and there are plenty of good athletes that are not good football players because at a certain point, you just have to be a football player. And Jamin Davis is, I think, improving. No doubt about that. But there are still a lot of question marks about that. The big thing for this defense this year, because of the way that Jack Del Rio likes to call the defense, and I already told you I'm not a huge fan of that, but the way that he likes to play the defense. He absolutely has to get turnovers. If they would have gotten turnovers last year, that probably changes a lot of the complexion of the season just because you don't put the offense in bad spots. You don't have to make the offense go the length of the field. You get some opportunities where you wouldn't get them usually. Think about that Atlanta game. They got a turnover. They win that thing. They need more of that. That's why you drafted Emmanuel Forbes. We'll see. I'm a big Forbes guy. I think that he's going to be a very good player. But that is the sort of thing that's going to put them over the top. I want to talk a little bit more about this defense. There's another thing that absolutely concerns me about this season. When you look at the schedule and you look at something that this team has struggled with really over the last couple of years, and it showed up throughout this preseason as well, I'll tell that to you next here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 